Let us pray. Wise and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you today and always. Amen. Some years ago, at a former church, we supported a mission that was a rehabilitation house for women who were transitioning out of hard circumstances. The mission's name was the Killingsworth Home for Women in Columbia, South Carolina. And on one Sunday morning, the head of the home, her name was Diane Mosley, a ordained minister, came to the church and shared with the church family five minutes about what the home did and thanked the congregation for supporting the home. And she shared a little bit about the transformative experiences of the women who got to the home. And she said that the home was so transformational because of the community and the job resources and uh, the ways in which women were supported day in and day out for the month of transition that they were there. That when it got to the last night of a woman's stay at that transitional home, the woman would often get so concerned about re-entering the world that they would intentionally break a rule. So, you know, they would violate curfew on the last night, or they would have a beer in their room, or they would smoke a cigarette in the wrong place. And they would do so on purpose so that they would have to stay in the home for one more week. And Reverend Mosley, I will not forget what she went on to share back with our congregation. She said, you know, sometimes in life, it can be more challenging to come off the ark than to stay on it. For on the ark, in that home, there was safety and protection, resources and provision. But coming out of that place, coming off of that ark into unfamiliar territory, well, that was really tough. I want to ask you a question this morning. What do you think was more difficult for Noah? To stay on the ark or to come off the ark? No doubt being on the ark was hard. There was rain, there were storms, there were days where I'm sure Noah didn't know if he was going to make it or not. He was cooped up on that ark with his family and with all the animals. No doubt very challenging. So when the day came for God to share back with Noah his new calling, Noah, come off the ark. When Noah heard those words and was ready to disembark, Noah, I'm sure, was just absolutely ecstatic because all of his fears and worries were finally gone. Right? Well, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Walk back with me into Genesis 8 and ask that question. Was it harder for Noah to stay on the ark or to come off the ark? You know the story. As the storm began to subside, Noah sent out a raven. Uh, the raven uh, was gone from the ark, and Noah waited seven more days, and Noah sent out a dove, and uh, the dove came back to the ark, and Noah waited seven more days and sent out another dove, and the dove had this time an olive branch in its beak. 
And then Noah waited seven more days and sent out yet another dove, and this time the dove did not return. What do you think it was like for Noah in that moment when the dove did not return? Now, I wouldn't want to psychologize the scripture, and the Bible does not say how Noah was feeling. And if I'm wrong about this, you can ask Noah when you get to heaven, uh, and he can perhaps share back with you how he was feeling. But my sense in that moment when the dove did not return is that Noah was absolutely terrified as to what was going to happen next. As one scholar put it, every single one of the butterflies in the ark must have been on inside Noah's stomach. <laughs> for really and truly, what was harder for Noah, to stay on the ark or to walk off? For we know what the symbolism of the dove is, right, throughout Scripture? Uh, the dove is a symbol of God's presence. So you'll recall when Jesus was baptized, a dove came upon Jesus to symbolize that the presence of God was with Jesus. Uh, we have a dove up in our sanctuary, and this dove symbolizes that God is present with us uh, here in the sanctuary on Sunday morning. And so if the dove is no longer on the ark, what does that mean? It means that God's presence for Noah was no longer going to be with Noah on that ark, but rather would be with Noah out ahead of him in unknown territory. Frankly, the ark was familiar to Noah. It was safe. It was known. Noah built the ark with his very own hands. But when that dove did not return, the dove went to a space out in the future that was unknown, territory that was uncomfortable. For God was sharing with Noah in that moment, if you come and meet me in that new creation, I will meet you there. Because my dove, my presence is no longer on the ark. It is rather out ahead of you in very new territory. From time to time, I like to ask all of you this question. Where do you find yourself and the story of your life right now, included in God's story, in the story of the Bible? And frankly, if you're anything like me, one place where you find the story of your life being lived right now is here in Genesis 8. Because for a little over 40 days, we have been in the Ark of Protection. We have been under a stay-at-home order, and most recently, we heard that call from God to come off the Ark. But frankly, that is a hard call, is it not? For we all have questions about that unknown territory. What will life be like a month from now, six months from now? What if the virus comes back uh, in the fall? When will there be an, a vaccine? What will the economy look like a month from now, six months from now? Will I ever go to a restaurant like I used to go to a restaurant? When will schools open up in the fall or, or sometime later? When will I go back uh, to the mall. What will church be like a month from now, six months from now? It can be hard to come off the ark, sometimes even harder than to stay on the ark. I appreciate all of your kindness extended toward me in preaching those sermons here in an empty sanctuary uh, on the video to post online. 
And I will tell you, that was a hard thing for me to do. But I would be lying if I did not share with you that there were some butterflies this morning when I woke up. For frankly, it was a little bit easier for me to be home on Sunday morning uh, than to know about all the changes that were going to be happening and all the people that were going to be in mass and parishioners with concerns on their hearts that frankly are deeper and more than at any other moment in uh, my ministry, my ordained ministry. And so, frankly, there was almost that uh, uh, a sense within me that uh, maybe I should uh, commit uh, some kind of uh, rule violation so I would get another week. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is easy to stay on the ark, perhaps even easier than to come off the ark. But friends, the good news of this story in Genesis 8 is this. When Noah stepped off that ark, God met him in unknown and unfamiliar territory. And I think that that is the good news for all of us as God's people. When we are willing to take a step of trust off of that ark into unknown space, God meets us there. When the dove does not return, it means that God's presence is out ahead of us. Our task to take the first step. Some years ago, a famous missionary by the name of Virginia Law found herself in the Congo. And there in the Congo, there were two guards who were assigned to keep her safe and to protect her. And one of the guards had a lantern that only shined a ways in front of him. And Virginia Law remembers sharing back uh, with the guard, you know, that lantern doesn't shine very far. And the guard responded back to her, well, it does shine as far as I can step. And Paul said, such is the life of faith, to simply step into the light that we can see, to take those first couple steps. A similar story of something that happened uh, many years ago during one of those terrible uh, mining accidents in West Virginia that happened from time to time. There were some miners in West Virginia who were trapped uh, beneath a cavern uh, well underneath uh, the surface of the ground, and they got trapped uh, there for a little over 72 hours. And the miners can recall how their headlamps all went off one by one by one. But by the time they were finally rescued, one of the headlamps was working, and it was shining 14 feet ahead of them. Well, when they all got to uh, the surface and were, and were rescued, the television cameras were there and their families were reunited uh, with them and a news reporter came and, and took a microphone and put it in the face of one of the viners and said, when you all were down there, uh, did God give you a glimpse or a vision about what life would be like on the other side again so that you could see uh, for eternity the sun and the horizon? And the miner just laughed a little bit, and he was uh, full of coal in his hair and on his shirt. And he said, no, we did pray, but what we were thankful for was not the horizon. We thanked God for that 14 feet. And it is that 14 feet that God extends to each one of us today and says, will you go forth? And if you do, I will meet you in that space. Many years ago, a great spiritual writer by the name of Henry Nowen was talking about trusting God amidst uh, unknown territory 
and in times and situations that we certainly cannot control. And he likened it to the German circus. He traveled throughout Germany as part of his uh, ministry career, and he made friends uh, with a gentleman by the name of Rodley, and the act was called the Flying Rodleys. It was a trapeze act that included three flyers and two catchers. And the flyers were all about 150 pounds of thin uh, guys who were well-built, and they would do the, the trapeze, and Rodley was the centerpiece of this act. And Henry Nowen uh, remembers talking with Rodley and, and saying to him, uh, what is the key to this act? And Rodley said, well, actually, the key is not me. The key is the catcher. Because if I do anything on my own or try to move too fast or too quick or contort my body in the air in a way that I'm not supposed to, then my wrist will break. If you want to know who the hero of the show is, it's Joe, the catcher. My job is to simply let go and allow Joe to catch me. And Henry Nowen reflected upon that circus act in Rodley's comment and said, such is the life of faith. We take a few steps and let go, trusting that God will always catch us. There's a story it is appropriate uh, for Mother's Day. And it is the story about the two twins that were caught uh, inside mother's womb, waiting to be born. And they were having a conversation with one another, brother and sister. And sister said to brother one day, you know, brother, I do believe that there is life after birth. And brother said, no way, are you kidding me? There's no life after birth. And sister uh, then was quiet for a little bit longer and said, you know what, brother? I also believe that there is a place where we will experience light and freedom. And brother said, that light and freedom? You've got to be kidding me. Be quiet. And sister said, well, I got another one, brother. I believe that there is also a mother. A mother, brother said, that is ridiculous. And why do you keep talking like this? Here in the womb, we have everything we need. We are provided for. We are nourished. We are safe. We are protected. Why do you always talk about this world that is coming? And sister waited just a little while longer and nabbed brother a final time. And she said, brother, do you feel these squeezes from time to time? These squeezes perhaps are a reminder that there might be something coming beyond this. I get that story. I really do. Because in the last 40 days or so, I've been squeezed. I've been squeezed by a world that has been dark and troublesome, and it has been painful. And it would have been oh so easy for me to just stay in the womb today. It would have been oh so easy for all of us to just stay on the ark. But today the dove did not return. Today the presence of God is out ahead of us. And in upcoming days, part of what I want and part of what we are all going to want is normal. 
we're going to want the world that we had last time we were together, the world in March, but it is the world in May. And I do believe that after all of these squeezes, we will arrive in a better world, in a more beautiful world, and in a glorious new creation that will be as good as March, if not better. But that day is not today. Today, the call is to come off the ark. Today, the call is to walk 14 feet and trust that God will always catch us. Amen.